<laughs> yeah, it's for mental health. It's professional. Yeah. Are we are we on? Uh, I'm just just give Instagram a second to warm up. Closing Instagram, lagging behind. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty typical Instagram. Um, Facebook's getting fucking bombed for monopolizing uh, all social medias or something because they own Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Yeah, mm. they're like the three biggest fucking things. Um, yeah, they're like getting a, in Huck- trouble. Yeah. Huckerberg's been getting heaps of trouble lately. Yeah, aren't you not allowed to like dominate a market like that? Yeah, that's yeah. what Google, um, no, Microsoft got in trouble for. He's fighting. Guys. He's fighting, saying we're not dominating the market. There's heaps of other ones out there. Look at them all. But then suddenly TikTok's fucking illegal, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Everybody uses Snapchat. This isn't the nineties, bro. <laughs> All right, are we on? Yes. Oh, welcome to welcome to Anvil Live at Five. It is Friday. It's Tropical Shirt Friday. It's Hawaiian Shirt Friday. We Fight made up. it. Made it to the end of the week. We lived. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> had a, had some big training sessions. It's been a it's been a pretty good week overall, I would say. Mm. Um, we just got stabbed. Yeah, just had some acupuncture. That's Retapped how. By a, that's a how small we, a small woman. That's how we tend to finish our Fridays. You know we. Um, we bang in a, a good weightlifting sesh. Adam Guilfoyle is on. Um, his belt is in the ones that have just been finished and right. sent to us, I think. Oh, the awesome. pre-holiday ones. I think. Don't quote me on that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in a short three to eight weeks, we could have it. <laughs> could be tomorrow. That's it's not be, uh, possible to know. <laughs> a year. Um, yeah, well, um, that's not, not that long, but shipping <laughs> is wild at the moment. Like, yeah. COVID is really screwing with the whole Sometimes, train on the sometimes my packages are just straight through. straight through, and other times it's like fucking. Yeah, angels. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what's taking this one? So, I think um, big packages come through that are priority, like masks right. and stuff. Mm. That take priority on all True. the trucks. They've been doing that. that for a while, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, since the start of COVID, like even like Coles and Woolies stopped doing delivery because yeah. yeah. they started yeah. doing. All of the transportation for more vital stuff. Mm, yeah. So yeah, it just depends if there's a big shipment of medical supplies. Who needs medical supplies? People need Victoria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roughly 350 people in Victoria <laughs> in hospitals. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's exciting stuff. I guess we do have a batch of belts that is somewhere in Australia, between it's Sydney and between Sydney and here. <laughs> um, so if you're in that like five to seven week period. Um, we should have them on Monday, hopefully, and we should have them out. But sometimes Adams is the and, and then we got an, another batch, obviously coming. Um, our manufacturer has taken some holidays, so he sent us through some a quick batch of twenty, and then he'll be back to it as soon as those holidays are over. So the belts are going strong, and thanks for anyone who's ordered. We do really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. it's belts, um, are, belts are wild. Yeah, and it seems like the people that have their belts are loving them, which we're super happy about because yeah, we so. have the belts too and we love them. We're glad yeah. other people are enjoying them as much as we do. Um, and we've got... I actually don't really enjoy myself when I'm wearing them because it usually <laughs> means I'm lifting really heavy, like more than I'm comfortable lifting. You've associated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's what they're there for. To, yeah, hopefully to people don't associate our brand with... Yeah. Like pain. Every time they see Anvil, they're like, "Oh, oh my well, back." You know, what, you know what they say: "No pain, no grains." That's it. <laughs> In line with today's. which uh, yeah, is it's a good segue. No, we haven't. We're not done yet. Oh, we're not oh, done. We're yet. Done? We haven't, we're done? We haven't oh, finished the intro. All finished. Okay. We haven't finished the intro. Well, uh, yeah, we got to talk about what so you what, said last what night. Is <laughs> In the heat of the moment. What In the heat of the moment? What did you say? 
in the heat of the moment, oh. blood. I think we need to know, describe the moment first. Cortisol fueled blood. <laughs> to start was, with, was just flowing through you. To start with, I don't even. I don't even know if it was me. Okay, this is your chance. <laughs> this is your chance to add some like add some, <laughs> some like a, pre, a preamble. Whoever said that, I can't explain it. <laughs> Whoever said it was been, you. Okay, could have been. It was definitely you. What if I killed a guy and it was his um in in the game we're in the game about Call of Duty? All right. Just, yeah, so Nathan yeah. killed him. No, man. I think I killed the guy and he yelled it out. And it came through my That's own. impossible. There's no way. <laughs> our tech guy doesn't even know how tech works. Yeah, <laughs> and basic not. Basic internet communications works. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so what was happening last night, we, I finally downloaded the latest COD update. Look, I'm a bit behind the times. But we discovered that there's a 3v3 gunfight mode where you just have knives yeah. and there's three of us and there's endless challenges basically. Yeah. <laughs> and our mission was to get 21 games, 21 wins in a row. Where did we get that number from? From Jack Frags and Stodd did it once. Okay. But they're and professional gamers. I think yeah. in a row we got two. <laughs> we almost made it to three. Almost we did. We did almost make it to three. Almost before, to seventh before midnight. Yeah. Um, but... We get pretty heated, you know. I'm pretty sure my neighbors want me out. Yeah, uh, I was expecting. I actually, oh, I'm still expecting to get like an email. Yeah, I woke up this morning and my throat was sore from yelling because, I mean, not only were we screaming at each other, but we were just screaming in joy when we finally managed to land yeah, a kill. Because like they're pretty wild kills. They're not just like with the knife. It's not, not just like shooting oh, no. people. Most it's, of it's throwing knives. Yeah, you, know? you can do some crazy cross mm. map like yeah. shit and you get real excited. And it's pretty intense. You do and people just say things that maybe they don't um... In this case Nathan <laughs> said it. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you know, you might you might land a sick shot. It might be the the match winning shot. Yeah, and you say something like, "Fuck that guy!" I fucked him up. Oh, I yeah. fucked him up. Oh, sick, oh sick yeah. Kid. yeah, yeah. Back I, to the gulag. Yeah, and see you later. That's pretty much all the things I said. <laughs> and Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, in the heat of the moment after killing, I think the first person of the round. I think it was your first kill in a while. It, so it must have been. You had a bad. You've been having a bad game, and you. I'm just bad at the whole game. So <laughs> one ki- kill was and like you killed pretty dude, exciting. For and me. you went, oh yes. <laughs> I, licked his, I licked his balls. I licked his balls. <laughs> and then you just kept running and running around the map and trying to kill. And I, Marsh and I were a little bit shocked at first. We we're kind of like. We ended, we ended up winning the match, too. We did. We smoked them. Yeah. So we, we licked you know, their balls. We licked their balls, as Nathan, <laughs> as would, Nathan say. would say. Yeah. Just <laughs> licked their balls. Yeah. yeah. But it was just so, it was so shocking that by the time we'd sort of recovered, because I mean, you know, we're ex infantry soldiers. We know when the job's on and we know when it's time to have a, have a bit of a laugh. <laughs> no more so, looking. You know? so, it's all so when the initial comment, happened dan and i are still very professional we i think we'd, i kind of i might just gone what <laughs> we took the fight to the enemy yeah, yeah we threw some knives around we killed everyone inside the other two players obviously there's only three and and then while the next match is ramping up a total breakdown yeah <laughs> it kind of like you know it had sat a little bit. We'd it's slept stewed. on it. It's stewed a it's little. It's stewed and then it really sunk in. And there's only a, like a 15 you know, second timer between these matches. So well, it wasn't long enough. By the yeah. time the next match started, I couldn't even see. Yeah. <laughs> I was blind. And tears streaming yeah. down my face. Even, <laughs> yeah, even I was shocked. <laughs> what did I just say? Yeah. yeah. I, Where did they I, come from? Yeah. Yeah, even I was like, there's us. You got some, you got some dirty fantasies in there <laughs> that you just want. They're just trying to get out. I licked his balls as a weird thing. To <laughs> yeah, I guess it's something combat. I guess it's something that he really didn't want me to do. So, <laughs> so I was like, haha. That's like <laughs> saying something. That's like, you that's, we know that. that's like um, like rape in prison. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a power move. The dude, the 
guy you, committing power it, licked his ball. The yeah. guy committing it probably isn't you know, homosexual. He just wants well, the power move. He just had to know who was the alpha in the game. <laughs> Killing him with a knife wasn't enough. <laughs> no, yeah. The... He had certainly showed him. Imagine <laughs> his teammates stumbling upon the scene. Yeah. And they just see like some blood spatters around the corner like, oh, no, Billy, no. Anything <laughs> no. but this, please. Anything but this. And Kni- they come knife around. in his wrist probably. I yeah, don't know. And they, weird like that. And they come around and they can at first see like, He's outstretched. He's dead. Yeah, and he's, a I vacant mean, stand like it's him, and they come. They come continue on the. But at this point, they can all see this little bit. Oh, I thought he's already licked the balls and yeah. left. No, I was no, out of it. It's in the is, process. This of, is yeah, because it's a small map, right? You know, and you know, there's yeah. not it's not long transport time, and they just hear this little <coughs> and Jesus. you know some rustling, and they continue around the corner, and they see Nathan, <laughs> like. like like a duck dipping its head in water. <laughs> With, what, a weird, what a weird metaphor. Yeah, fa- <laughs> seems fairly accurate. <laughs> oh my god, he's licking his balls. <laughs> it wasn't enough to kill him. And you like, and then you look up at them, yeah. <laughs> just rage in With your like, eyes. Yeah, right, like death in your eyes, <laughs> saliva just dribbling down through your beard. A knife cocked. Yeah, cocked in your Ready arm. And then the last thing they see and <laughs> is the knife flying. And then as the light fades from their their, their eyes, they just says, <laughs> I've got another one. Yeah. Um, so we did have a comment. Someone is pretty shook, I think. Uh, Someone's got no idea why. That's um Darren. Oh, oh okay. Right. I shouldn't judge, but to come in on ball licking <laughs> talk is definitely new age chat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get on COD, Darren. We're changing the game. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. It's wild on there. Anything might happen. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, we had some pretty intense games last night. Yeah. I got some... a 78-kill game. Oh, yeah. One was... UPB. Yeah. Some balls were licked. Then balls oh. were licked. 78, 78, 78 balls. 78 balls. Yeah. by Nathan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just following Dan around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll, we'll go on to the actual topic. Yeah, let's move on to the actual topic. Now that we've done, topic, the, done the intro. Yeah, we'll put it up. Which is... Uh, which is recovery. So we had a few questions yesterday, uh, mainly from one person, just about uh, different recovery strategies. Um, I actually wrote an article this week on uh, in- injury prevention and management. That'll go up uh, on Monday. And that has, I guess, alludes to some recovery strategies in there. Um, but recovery is a, is a broad spectrum. It is the kind of thing that happens, you know, immediately post-training session all the way through to potentially suffering an injury that might even stop your training and how to recover to get back to where you were before. Um, So I see the recovery curve as, you know, beginning literally the minute you put down the last weight of whatever session you were doing or, you know, you stop that session all the way through to the point where you are either equal to the level you were at when you started that session or better. Um, Otherwise, we're looking at uh, recovery all wrong, I think. There are people that see recovery as uh, just being in less pain or people that see recovery as, um, you know, sort of just being okay enough to do the next session or whatever it might be, Um, which means uh, not only doing, you know, damage to your body that just continuously compounds, but when it comes to, you know, potentially suffering an injury that, you know, has the has the potential to affect you for the rest of your life, you might not see a way out of that. You might think, oh, you know, it's normal to be 
in incredible amounts of pain when I do this movement. So I'll just never do that movement ever again. Um, so recovery is one of those things that's, and it's also fairly controversial. Some people are thinking that recovery means, you know, just sit on the couch until you feel a bit better. Uh, other people think that recovery means, you know, getting into the gym the next day and smashing yourself, you know, so that you can't feel whatever injury you were feeling beforehand. Um, so there's obviously a sweet spot in the middle where, um, you know, you're not just doing nothing, but you're also not doing so much that it actually makes your recovery worse, uh, which we can talk about today. I think the first thing we'll address is the rice method, uh, which is what's in the title. Um, the sweet pun. Yeah. And, um, and I eat rice every day, so that must yeah. be why my recovery is just on point. Phenomenal, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, natural steroid. <laughs> steroid of the field, they call it. Don't, don't listen. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to the ball. I like actually that. know nothing. <laughs> um, Dusty, mate, you've just come on. You've missed uh, a hilarious part. Uh, to the chat. You so need did to, um, Heath Alicious come on just uh, after it? You've got to go you back at the end man. of this and watch the start of it. You're going to learn some things about your brother that you might not even want to <laughs> know. He's got some dark fantasies you yeah. may share and you may either some form a dark secrets bond that, or... um, that get brought out in intense gaming situations. Yeah. You know, one game of COD and then suddenly <laughs> all bets are off. Yeah. Horrible. He gets one kill. One kill. <laughs> goes <laughs> his head. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly he's a god amongst men, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, back to rice. Uh, so rice stands for rest, ice, uh, compression, and elevation, uh, which was actually better. I've got a little post here to read to you guys. Um, invented by a dude named Dr. Gabe Merkin, right? He invented the rice protocol, rice, uh, rest, ice, compression, elevation. Now, he's come out in 2013 and said that uh, subsequent research shows that ice actually delays recovery. It can delay recovery. Uh, mild movement helps tissue to heal faster and the application of cold suppresses the immune responses that start and hasten recovery. Uh, so today, rice is not the preferred treatment for an acute athletic injury. Um, now, rice, as far as I understand it, is actually getting still getting taught to ex-physers and physios in, like, in uni. I think it's like anything that has just set itself as like a foundational treatment mm. um you know and there's heaps of them and there's other examples of information that has just gotten caught up and yeah. you know as a norm yeah um like you know like i think it's like the uh like study of dogs with the whole like the wolf pack or the de- like the way the dude that did that has come out later in life and gone i was wrong as just an, another example right. of information yeah, yeah. that's become so common knowledge that it's hard to undo it yeah with, even though the study shows that in, that initial yeah um study was no, not quite. And we accurate. see this, we see the same thing in the diet, it, like oh yeah, absolutely and, yeah. You know, at one point fat is demonized, and then for the rest of all time, suddenly fat is bad. Yeah. You, you know, know what someone told me once? They um said this is um someone that was older, and they said when they were younger, maybe in the eighties or something, that it was yeah, fat was the the demon in diet. Mm. So they would as a snack during the day, they just they would eat a packet of snakes. 
Oh, good. Sugar. Because yeah, I didn't know. Because yeah. they're fat-free. Right? Fat yeah, but they got heaps of sugar, but that was before, uh, you know, more studies showed that sugar was much worse <laughs> than fat. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was an interesting, like... Um, biohacker is on, and this is where Welcome. that question came from. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what we're addressing today. And Dusty said, I have a question about recovery, but he hasn't asked okay. the question. Um, so I'll just go into... So this post is from Squat University. He is uh, pretty good when it comes to all things recovery, mobility, um, and uh, just in injury prevention and management. Um, he's a great follow on Instagram and definitely worth all the posts he puts up. Um, now, I will say that if he posts about something and you feel like you have that injury, you should go and get diagnosed by a physio or a, a doctor, a sports doctor or a specialist before you go about implementing some of the things that he says because a lot of the things that he's treating are diagnosed conditions. You know, he's put someone through the parameters and done some mobility assessments, said, okay, I think this is the issue. This is how I'm going to treat it. So you don't want to go, oh, that athlete has a, let's say, um, you know, quad tendon tear or something. That's, that I think I've got that same thing. I'm just going to do this exact same thing and see if it works. Um, you, you know, as part of if you have an injury, you should probably go to a specialist, get it diagnosed, um, and then start a treatment cycle. That might include a lot of the things that this Squat University dude talks about, but um, you shouldn't skip the point where you get the diagnosis, basically. So um, just on that topic of if you do have an injury or if you're suffering pain and it just doesn't seem to want to go away, it's not just normal delayed onset mu muscle soreness, it's not normal exercise pain, uh, go get it diagnosed by a specialist, not a GP. You might have to go to a GP for a referral to, say, a physiotherapist, exercise physiologist, or a sports doctor. Um, but don't just stop at the GP because the GP is probably going to go, oh, you got this from squats, don't do squats, have some Panadol, see you later, um, which isn't the solution. Now, this post says four things that happen when you rest and ice an injury. Number one, you delay muscle slash tissue repair. Number two, you limit the evacuation of swelling and damaged cells. Number three, you limit needed inflammation to spark healing. And number four, you increase risk of losing muscle size, aka disuse atrophy. Um, so addressing those four in order, um, one of the things that happens when you use cold to alleviate, uh, you know, post-exercise discomfort, right, is it might make it feel better straight away, but it also delays the tissue's ability to repair itself. So it's immediately, you know, slowing down the, you know, the activity of the cells in that particular area on your body. And because they can't move as quickly, because they can't function properly, because they're slowed down, because they're lower than the temperature they need to to operate efficiently, then all that repair is now slowed down. You know, we can't say that it goes from one day to three days or whatever, but you're slowing it down. So you're not going to recover as quickly. Um, on top of that, you're sort of pressing pause on your body's natural uh, response to injury. So what happens when you suffer damage, whether it just be uh, muscle damage, tendon damage, or an actual injury, is you tend to get some swelling in the area, uh, temperature in that area will increase, uh, increase blood flow to deliver more nutrients to that area. Um, it's basically all of this stuff is happening because your body's going so there's a problem here and I know how to fix it. I know what I'm doing. Just leave me alone, right? So if we start to do things like uh, don't use it properly or, you know, put ice on it, we're basically saying to our body, uh, hold on, slow down a second. You don't know what you're doing. Just fucking stop, um, which is wrong. It tends to delay everything. 
Um, and then finally, you get increased risk of losing muscle size, aka disuse atrophy. So part of the recovery process, especially from an injury, uh, should be movement. Um, I talk about this in my article a fair bit that's coming out on Monday, but basically you want to start moving the affected area you know, within reason as much as possible as soon as possible. So, for example, let's just talk about post-workout recovery. If you squatted, say we did today, we squatted the Savo, we wake up tomorrow morning and we just feel fucking sore all over because of DOMS or whatever, if we just lie in bed all day, we're not doing ourselves any favors. What we need to do is get up and start walking around, start moving our joints, you know, try and move them through, you know, we'll try for a full range of motion, but you might just get partial range of motion. You want to sort of push yourself to the point of, okay, you know, I'm comfortable to do this. Maybe there's a little bit of discomfort there, but you're not pushing yourself to pain. Um, so this sort of leads me into, you know, whether you should stretch the day after or something. Um, if you are going to stretch, you should probably do it very, very gradually. Um, you know, you don't want to, say, do squats for the first time in two weeks. And then the next day, you go and stretch your quads and hammies as far as they'll possibly fucking go. Because chances are you're going to do more damage. Um, you know, one of the things that I recommend as part of active recovery is just walking. You know, walking is really good. Or maybe you just do some joint mobilization. If it's upper body stuff where you're feeling pain, you're just trying to take your elbows through their full range of motion, their shoulders through the, the shoulders through the full range of motion. And you do it very gradually, you know, you might have really sore pecs one day and it hurts to just get your arm up to shoulder height. So we'll start with just trying to get it to shoulder height and then when that pain sort of diminishes, maybe we can go a little bit higher and higher and then maybe we can do some shoulder circles. And That's enough for active recovery. But it's better than just going, oh, no, that hurts. I'm not going to do anything. Mm, yeah, I think the term active recovery is much better than just like post-stretch or something. Yeah. just I don't know, just the term stretch seems to have some... Uh, connotations to me that I just don't like because I just don't really yeah. like stretching that much. I'd much rather do something that is considered active recovery, like walking. Yeah, a great one. Um, or yeah, some of the stuff we do where we do basic movements, that yeah, like really basic movements with a bit of extra resistance, so just a little bit of extra weight. Yeah, and then going through yeah the full range of motion. Yeah, and I find that way more beneficial than just you know stretching. Yeah, like and I enjoy it more too personally. So. I will address that in a second. Um, you've got a lot of options now as well. Like, for example, let's say I do my lower body sesh on, let's say, Friday, and the next day I'm feeling pretty sore. I could jump on a rower or an assault bike and not go hard. All I have to do is just do like, I don't know, 20 minutes of just very slowly building up until the rowing motion or the salt bike motion feels comfortable. You know, it's not going to be pleasant to start with, but you just go really slowly until you can you can extend the legs fully, you know, and it doesn't hurt. You know, until you can get some flexion in the ankles. Until and so we I mean we don't use the rowing thing anymore. We used to actually use it quite a lot. Say we'd do some time on the roll or whatever just to loosen everything up. Um but now our recovery session, we do our squats on Friday and then the next day we do a session that has farmer's carries in it. So that's uh, weight bearing on the upper back, on the hips. You know, it's just enough load to put everything under a bit of tension um, and build some certain muscle groups that we're just looking to build on the side. And then um, we do 
some goblet squats where all we're trying to achieve, we do eight rounds of this thing. We're doing 12 goblet squats each time. The weight is nothing compared to what we would lift on a normal leg day. And all we're doing is using this weight to maybe push ourselves a little bit deeper into the squat every time. So you might be feeling like shit, you know, the morning after a big squat session. You might be feeling so bad that your legs only want to bend like 30 fucking degrees. You're getting like a quarter depth squat. If we do, you know, eight rounds of 12, of 12 reps goblet squats, the first couple might be 30 degrees. The next couple might be 35. By round eight, we might have full flexion. We might have taken our knees through a full range of motion. And at no stage are we pushing ourselves so hard that, you know, we're causing more injury, that we're, you know, increasing our recovery time. All we're doing is basically dynamic stretching under load, which allows our body to go, oh, okay, so even though I'm feeling pain, even though my brain is telling me that this stuff needs to recover, we're also telling it that it needs to recover and be able to move through this defined range of motion. Mm. And I think you gave a good like micro example of this kind of stuff when you said like the shoulder thing after you got, a, yeah. say, a chest day, you hurts to raise your arms but once you start doing it you'll get much more you get yeah. hurt less you'll get yeah. way more uh, movement it's like doing a big leg session you know you try and walk and just walking hurts like your yeah. knees are giving out because your legs yeah. don't want to hold the weight but then you you walk for 100 meters and it hurts way less yeah or you know some people might go to the gym and then they have to go to work and they might be a tradie with a physical job yeah how much the doms hurt at the start of the day, yeah. you know, within 30 minutes of active activity, doing whatever you may do, yeah. it'll, it'll basically be gone. Yeah. And um, and basically when when we talk about walking or whatever or the squats or um, whatever or the rowing, whatever it might be that you're doing to feel better, um, the priority is the joint through the full range of mo- uh, movement And the other priority is absolutely perfect technique, right? Um, So, and I mean that when you're doing the walking. When I walk after a heavy squat session or whatever and I feel like I'm just not walking properly, I try to gradually over time as that pain lessens, force myself to walk as I would walk on every other day, right? Because if I just keep walking all fucked up and stiff, you know, my lower back's tight, then my brain is going to start to learn that that's how we walk. You know, so I'm going to develop some imbalances. If I, just like if I, you know, got on a roller after a session and then rode really fucked up because everything kind of hurts a little bit, rather than over time getting to the full stroke, the full hip flexion, full knee flexion and some ankle flexion, you know, you're teaching your brain that this is just how we move now. So the point of active recovery is to take your body from, ow, this hurts, to over a period of time, whether it be days or weeks or you know 20 minutes or whatever, whatever you need, over that period of time, you take your body from, ow, this hurts, to, okay, I feel a bit more normal again. Um, um, so before Biohacker said, are you alluding to cryotherapy here or just cold water immersion? I'm mm. alluding to anything that, Makes your body cold. That <laughs> applies cold as part of the recovery process. Um, and then he said, is it just not a good practice for DOMS and has the study looked into inflammation too? Yeah, so cold um, cold is the opposite of inflammation. What, 
I'm fucking trying to say. Um, <laughs> cold negates it. It yeah. goes against it. It cancels it out. Whatever that fucking word is that I seem to have forgotten today. Um, <laughs> if you apply cold, you don't get inflammation and you want inflammation. Your body uses inflammation to fill that area with blood and nutrients and uh, and effectively kickstart the recovery process. That's how it's healing whatever injury you might have. So if you wrap it in cold and it can't get inflamed, then it can't do all the things that it wants to do and your recovery process is going to suffer. It's either going to get longer or it's not going to be as good as it could have been. So, you know, what these people are saying, um, Dr. Merkin and I've forgotten the Squat University name, dude's I name, his name uh, Aaron Horshig, I think it, it is. Um, what they're saying is you want the inflammation, so stop doing the things that cancel out inflammation. Um, the reason, I, one of the reasons I think they used to be like, no, inflammation is bad is because it became very tender. It gave more sensory feedback. So you're experiencing more pain through that range of motion. Um, but that's your body's neural response saying, hey, we just need to not hurt ourselves again. Um, if you've got inflammation, you want to let it be inflamed, but gradually try and take it through its full range of motion. So um, in that article I wrote, there's an example of um, one of the first injuries I got in the army. I think the first serious one. Yeah, I fucking, in the rain, just leapt into this pit. I was just so excited. It's a pit's a hole. Yeah, it was a hole in the ground. Yeah, it was like, I don't know, knee deep or something. It wasn't very exciting. Um, but, you know, I'm just, just happy to be there, you know. <laughs> and I'm carrying a rifle and all sorts of shit. I jump into this um, hole because we were like getting simulated mortar fire or some dumb thing. And literally on impact, my ankle hits the ground and just sprains. I've got tears all through whatever tendons are down there. It's just fucked. Um, I can't stand up. It can't even load bear. Um, so they had to carry me out of this hole, drive me back to the hospital, put like me in a hospital bed. That guy. Yeah, I was fucked. to carry out of it. No, because we were right. The defensive position was right on a road. Yeah. So they just rolled up, picked me up, <laughs> fucked me off, straight to hospital. Um, and this was like three days or something before we had to do the challenge. And if you don't attempt the challenge, you don't pass Kapuka. And yeah. I just was not having a bar of that. <laughs> right. But I couldn't Big walk. Crutches. When I got into the hospital, I couldn't walk at all. Um, my ankle swelled up to, I don't know, fucking three times its normal size. Um, I As soon as the boot came off, actually, oh, yeah. it was just, it was just oof, so... yeah, purple. So something like that. Is that, is that, inflammation still good yeah yeah that's okay. that inflammation that's is my body response. just going yeah. we need to get as much blood down there as possible to and i'm talking about inflammation i'm not talking about internal bleeding right that's <laughs> no. different that is very bad um but yeah ankle just fucking puffs up um i'm in bed they i don't know they got me on painkillers or whatever it was um Literally the next morning, I'm out of the bed, walking around the hospital or doing my very fucking best, like hobbling on this thing, just trying to get load back onto it. Um, by the next morning, I was walking well enough that I could just shove it in an ankle brace, take some pan uh, Panadol and do the challenge and thank God get out of Kapuka. <laughs> um, so the reason why I was able to go and do the th like the things that I needed to do literally within uh, the next 48 hours is because as soon as I was capable, I was back on that ankle trying to convince it to load bear. 
Um, if I'd laid in bed for fucking three days, there's no way I would have been able to get out of bed and do it because I would have had to start that load bearing process three days later. And I can't do that while carrying a pack and doing all sorts of other bullshit. Um, so that's a personal example. And I've been in many situations where I have experienced an injury myself or I've treated an injury. Dan and I both had um, you know medical training to an extent in the military. So we're constantly seeing all these like minor fucked up injuries or whatever. I got my I got my basic first aid. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I was talking about when um one of the guys do you remember when I don't want to say his name but popped his shoulder out on um sub 2 and we had to I had to carry him to a rover and evac him and he couldn't even see the pain was that bad because <laughs> it was the first time he'd ever uh, dislocated his shoulder and his brain just went, nah, mm. wear out, like just deprived him of his senses. I yeah. probably don't even remember who that is. Yeah, I'll tell you after. Yeah. Um, Biohacker said why are there so many institu- institutions into reducing inflammation? They're like customizing diets and certain recovery methods like cryotherapy for negating inflammation effects. Like if it's if we know it's not, Helping. Because this, why, they, like, why is there so many places? Like Dan said at the start of this, um, this guy came out who's who basically invented rest ice compression elevation. This is the number one guy in the recovery world at the time, and he's gone. This is how to do it. Teach this to everyone. In 2013, seven years ago, you know, he's come out and said, actually, study says cold is not good. Right? It actually reduces the body's ability to um, recover. Um, that was seven years ago. He probably came up with Bryce, and don't quote me, but in like the 80s, you know. So we've got 20-something, 30-something years of people going, oh, okay, inflammation is bad, and then seven years of people going, oh, hang on a second, maybe we should let the body do its thing. Yeah, it takes a long time to reverse inflammation. And yeah, again, like much that I was saying earlier, it's this information that has seeped into basically as a foundation of how to treat things. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like with the dietary world, the yeah. fucking pyramid. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't fuck with that anymore, even yeah. though that was like what you learn in school and everything. Yeah. And so it takes a long time to change the common knowledge around these things. Yeah. Especially when cryotherapy, like think, Again, it's like anything in the most things in the fitness industry. If you can market it well and give people an immediate good feeling, which Marshall was saying before is exactly what applying um, cold therapy does, then you can fucking sell it to people. Um, especially our post workouts, like, like in CrossFit at the games, they all just all the athletes just jump into straight into an ice bath. Yeah, and but to be like to be fair, if you're the person who's just like boiling hot and yeah, just like done this fun. workout, jumping into something that's cold feels so fucking good. Yeah. And um, yeah. I mean, we need to look at, um, you know, what what those athletes are trying to achieve. You know, those athletes are um, competing over CrossFit is what, like a three-day event? Yeah, three or four days right. maybe, yeah. If on day one I my doms are so bad that I can't even compete on day two, I'm not going to do very well in a three-day event. But if I can delay the recovery response like inflammation in an event, right? We are talking about a CrossFit event. If I can jump into a cold bath and tell my body, hang on a second, we're not done yet. We've got, you can recover in three fucking days, (laughs) right? And use the cold bath to feel better, good enough to perform at a higher standard in the next event. 
why not? But they're not doing themselves any favors. They're just helping themselves perform to a certain standard for the next event. That's why it, you know, these things all have their place. You know, we need to, this is why yesterday I was talking about, we need to understand the risk versus reward of certain things. Um, you mentioned, or Biohacker Andy mentioned yesterday, what about cold and its ability to increase uh, the body's, um, you know, fat loss mm. capability? Um, if using cold increases it enough and doesn't fuck with that person's recovery, sure, valid strategy. Why not? But if they're going to be, if they need to recover better and the fat loss amount is like a couple of percent, why would you waste your time with it? You know, because what we know these days is fat loss occurs when you put somebody in a calorie deficit, a slight calorie deficit, and give them, you know, a consistent nutrition plan and consistent exercise that they can follow ideally for the rest of their life. Um, fat loss by shoving someone in an ice bath is probably not a, a manageable or consistent way to treat that problem. You know, if we just say to people, oh, yeah, you know, you could really enhance recovery by jumping in the cold, but we don't tell them that the real things about you know developing a, a healthy relationship with food by consistently exercising for the rest of their lives you're going to have someone that is fat now potentially skinny in six weeks because of all their ice baths and then fat again as soon as they stop so you know fat loss isn't just a do this and it'll get better fat loss is a you need to be doing things forever so that you don't get fat because we know that obesity is a huge health issue that's placing demands on the public health system that you know is costing millions and millions of dollars here united states wherever whole western society basically yeah basically you know so the solution to that problem is teach people better information about nutrition teach them that exercise is not a maybe thing it's not something that they just do when they can be fucked it's something that they should be doing to some extent every single day you know it's not hard these days on your fucking phone to get a calorie trap tracker and just type in oh, i ate fucking toast for breakfast this for lunch and you know once it becomes a habit you can track that oh i need 2400 calories so that i don't get fat i'm at a maintenance and i can do my regular amount of exercise and i will stay healthy for the rest of my life you know these are solutions that are out there that the people should know about but i mean they probably do know about it but most of society is too fucking lazy to do it <laughs> um it's a dusty do we uh, it's pretty it. off topic. Of, oh, actually, I think it's um, first of all, Darren said anti antagonistic. Antag yeah, antagonistic. That was, that's, was that the that's, word? That's a word. That's a yep. word. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> it's a simile to what I was trying to get through. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'll, I would agree with that aspect since we can't gauge it. I don't know what he's talking about. I think the ice therapy and like being a couple of percent yeah. sort of fat loss better, you know. Um, yeah, Dusty's question. Uh, basically, he's got a big roofing job coming up. Yeah. Um, 80 meters by 80 meters. It's this big shed. I saw it on Instagram, uh, Snapchat. 380 roof sheets. Um, they got to lift them up 40 meters high. Uh, and it's supposed to take three high, months. High school maths problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many apples how many does apples Dusty need to take? <laughs> yeah. Well, so that he survives the experience. That's I don't know, exactly all of them, it. bro. Um, a it's supposed a to bowl take, of apples. A bowl of apples. Supposed to take three months, right. um, and it's going to be really physical—six days a week, fifty-seven hours a week. 
Yep. Okay. So basically, his, his, his question yeah. is, I know he said, I know sleep's going to be my best friend, but should I change my diet through this time to be heap, like to add heaps more protein or it, like if he's... The protein never changes. You always have, what, two grams of protein for every kilo of body, fat, uh, body weight, mm. right? So your protein never changes, right? Um, as a human being, you should be consuming... Um, approximately what double your body weight in grams of protein approximately you know so i try and hit um you know about 200 to 220 grams of protein a day um and i weigh just over 100 kilos so that never changes just eat that so if you have forever until the end of protein, time just do it if you have more protein than that it's not it's useless it's not useless but it's just it's not you don't need it's it. not helping right? <laughs> yeah and that's a lot of protein you know 200 grams yeah. of protein a day is a lot yeah. that's fucking two steaks as we know plus a protein shake that is gross um <laughs> so nobody wants to eat that much but i mean if you weigh 90 kilos just eat 180 160 180 grams of protein a day um but how, yeah so like how's he going to recover just overnight but, from these well, big days <laughs> overnight is you, your body will adapt right at mm. the at the start you will it, it's going to suck, right? If, if it's not the same level of um, intensity that you were used to, then I would say for the first four weeks, you have a bad fucking time. Um, but your body is very good at getting used to doing a certain level of work for, you know, if you keep subjecting it to that kind of stress. Um, if you don't want to get an injury out of this experience, for example, the pain will come and go, DOMS happen, whatever, um, but if you don't want to end up with, say, I don't know, RSI or fucked up wrist, elbow, back, I'm not entirely sure what kind of injuries, maybe knees or something. Probably, yeah, some back. And, yeah. If yeah. you want to give your body the best chance to survive that experience, you need to consistently eat enough calories to fuel that. Now, I don't know your exercise levels outside the gym or outside work. I'd say for that it's going to be zero because that's pretty hectic anyway. Six days a week. You're probably looking at like close to 3,000 calories a day. Eat the grams and protein and then fill the rest with carbs or fats. It doesn't, or both. It doesn't matter, but just hit 3,000 every day. And I am guessing you are going to be okay. That's off the cuff, right? I don't know your current diet. I don't know, um, you know, how much you weigh. Uh, the adult male usually sits at about, what, 2,500 calories a day. Mm. A normal adult male should be eating 2,500 calories a day. Um, I'm just throwing it up to 3,000 because of the intensity. You could probably even go higher. Um, but, you know, do it gradually. If you're currently only eating like 1,800, you don't want to jump to 3,000 overnight. Um, you probably wouldn't be able to anyway. It's a lot of food to eat. Um, but just know that you need to eat a fair amount of food. You know, you can use a calorie calculator or whatever. Um, yeah, and basically for like maybe the first week it's going to, it's probably going to hurt, but oh your yeah, gonna... in general, like two weeks, two weeks, longer, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like getting back it's into suck. it's like getting back into the gym. I Basically, guess, like... it's, you're just making your body adapt to mm. way higher intensity. Yeah. all of a sudden, and it's yeah, it's going to take at least two weeks. But and then sleep, drink shit loads of water, mm. yeah. sleep at least eight hours a night if you can, and eat lots of food, and replenish the salt that the that you piss out from drinking so much water by eating lots of food. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Biohackery said about before you said 1.5 or 2 grams of protein per kg 
is it 1.5 or 2 grams of protein per kg for ideal body weight or your current body weight? Current body weight. And as your body weight increases, if you're on a calorie surplus, it will go up, obviously. Yeah, with your body weight. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I think the, the figure that they have agreed on is 1.6. Um, it's not. So it, bodybuilders used to just go off for every pound of body weight that you have, have a gram of protein. So if I'm 220 pounds, I have 220 grams of protein a day. Um, they actually figured out that it doesn't need to be quite that much um it could probably be closer to 200 flat for someone that's 100 kilos um maybe even a little bit less um you'll be safe with two grams of protein per kilo of body weight um i think you can even back it up to one you know back it down to 1.6 i'm not sure why you'd want to um you know if you're getting your protein from red meat which ideally you are um you know, that red meat has iron. It's got heaps of nutrients in it um, that you generally want in your diet. Uh, if you're getting all of your protein from, you know, protein powders and stuff, then, yeah, back it down to like 1.6 grams because that protein powder does not have the same amount of micronutrients that, you know, a good steak does. Even chicken is pretty low in micronutrients. Um, so, you know, work within that 1.6 to, I guess, 2.2. Um and then, you know, try and get the right micronutrients. You want to try and get vegetables or greens powder is what we use, but that's just because it's easier and it's fucking packed full of vitamins these days. Um, yeah, I guess if there's one thing the vegans have been good for, it's developing sick greens powders. Oh, yeah. yeah. Saves, me, <laughs> saves me five minutes of microwaving vegetables a month. <laughs> Which are probably way worse for you than the green oh, powder. Oh, yeah. So double win. Yeah, I love the powder. Yeah. Like it's just short and like... Darn. Yeah, probably like three seconds. I can yeah. see steak and rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I even wash it down with something delicious after because yeah. I hate the aftertaste. Pepsi Max in the, <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Every morning. Just, yeah. You just skull that and then just good, sh- good oh, shot favorite, of, good favorite favorite of whiskey. Of the, favorite part of the day. Oh, delicious. Yeah. It really keeps me morning. tolerant of my colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> morning Pepsi. Keeps, gets me looking forward to my greens. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think that addressed it um but i'd like to go back to why there's so many you know institutes push, mm. pushing certain things for recovery or whatever this is like the um you know fit the fitness industry goes through cycles you know it goes through all these fads of like do this and you'll never need to do anything else ever again um you know one of the biggest ones that popped up while we were in the military was like foam rolling it like uh. suddenly became all the fucking rage um and then since then there's been uh, trigger point manipulation that sort of came the in guns, and yeah. now theraguns which got and one it product. seems to be all just because people can make money off the, yeah yeah the, the products that and, associated with them. yeah and i'm not saying that these things do not play a part in recovery but the most important things for recovery are sleep hydration food right so those three things you have to hit first you can't eat maccas every day um sleep an hour a night and drink no water and then theragun your way to recovery right this will fucking do it oh man my knees are so sore what'd you have for dinner last night theragun yeah um and i don't mean to target just theragun i know that's a brand i think that one over there is like hypervolt or something but what i mean is those like um pounders something that comes to mind about all that is you know that floating thing 
the you know a boat. <laughs> no, there's um <laughs> how you go and just lay in the salt those, water. Oh, the, uh, yeah, that's like apparently. I I think this is just marketing, but apparently an hour of that is equivalent to three hours of sleep. But I don't see the body um, recovering yeah, three hours worth in one hour. <laughs> well, I think it's like a let's break, look at like, some like a relaxation um, thing. I'm just going to run through. I'm not an expert in in floating in <laughs> I water. I floated once, but. Uh, it was just so much running through my head. Like, yeah, well, you have anxiety. This is my living hell. Splash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drown. There's the little, water's like this. Big. Yeah. No, the, um, so those things that use sensory, uh, sensory deprivation. deprivation, sensory deprivation, and they essentially, and what your brain does when it's deprived of uh, senses is it creates its own. And that's why, you know, you go in there and you start to, that's why people start to get like those crazy vivid, mm. like thoughts and mm. noises. Yeah. Simpsons are pretty I funny. I call episode. them nightmares. But <laughs> nightmares, yeah. Whatever, so, whatever else people call them. Whatever, yeah. You know, night terrors. Night terrors. <laughs> <laughs> screams. Yeah. So, yeah, Simpsons did a pretty funny episode on it where like Lisa and Homer go in there and they and Homer goes on, Lisa goes on this like spirit journey and Homer's gets like taken by like removalists and he gets like, this crazy like it rolls down a hill and shit, and then he ends up back in there, so he thinks it was all like in his head. Um, but that's basically what they do, and it's just like it's the same as a lot of things, you know. It's like just sitting there and laying down in a yoga room. Yeah. It's just relaxation, there's, and it's, there's no magic fucking shit in the. Don't cast spells on the water. Well, I like, mean, the water might have uh, magnesium or something. In it. Oh yeah, it's like, it's, it might have a salt bar. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that's why I use the word magic a, instead of yeah. like you know. So it's basically a salt bath because it makes you salt Yeah, so salts and magnesium is a salt. Um, they can be absorbed through the skin. They are a muscle relaxant. And the the key here that we're looking at is relaxation, right? Um, if you are able to fully relax, you give your body the, the optimum chance to heal, you know. Um, if you are lying in water, for example, especially really salty water, it might be kind of warm, fairly nice environment, very dark. Making me feel super, like I'm there. Yeah, yeah super chilled out. Sleep. Close your right. eyes. And, yeah. you know, I'm a yoga instructor, so I'm good at this stuff, <laughs> yeah. right, describing these environments, make you feel safe. <laughs> um, now, the water especially is, is reducing your relationship to gravity, right? So you're no longer supporting that mass. It's um, It's just supported by the water. So you're giving your body the best possible chance to pump blood around it, right? Um, if the blood's weighed down by gravity, it's hard say we're standing up, it's harder for the blood to get up than it is to go down, right? So your heart has to pump harder, has to work harder. If you're lying down, it all becomes easier. If you're lying down in water, it becomes easier again. So the body is now having to work much less hard to provide itself with, you know, life support systems. Um, it means it can focus on other things like recovering from injury, like repairing whatever damage you did in the gym previously. So there is value in these things. You know, you can point to that and go, I can see there's some logic here. It's the same with, for example, yoga. Um, yoga is a good recovery tool because one, it takes you from feeling stiff and tight and uncomfortable and sore to taking all your joints through a full range of motion and starting to feel a bit more limber. Not only that, but it relaxes you um, as long as you're doing it in the right environment and you're not trying to push yourself to the point of pain or failure. Um, 
basically uh, the right yoga environment for recovery should be one where you know it's very calm and you're really focused on your breathing and you're only really ever going as far with the stretches as you feel comfortable with you know you might push yourself to a point and go oh okay that's probably a bit too far i'm feeling a bit of pain there i'm going to back it off a little bit i'm just going to hold it there until i can take another breath and then breathe out and maybe push it a little bit deeper without that pain. And what we're doing is exactly what I talked about before, where you might get on the rower and just row for 20 minutes and gradually take yourself from shitty range of movement to full range of movement. And then right at the end, you get to fucking lie down, close your eyes and listen to some dude talk really nice things or lady, I guess. Um, and you get to relax and chill the fuck out. And that relaxation, that lying down with your eyes closed and breathing properly, um, it helps you feel better, chill out, lowers the cortisol in your system, which then, you know, cortisol inhibits recovery. So the less cortisol, the better the recovery is. Um, 91 Tay has a good point. Daredevil uses a float um, technique. From, yeah, so it must from be. Marvel? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I mean, yeah. no, no, no. Um, yeah, is it Daredevil? From Marvel, the comics. You're talking about the superhero? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, he the lays guy bl- the guy that's blind. Yeah, yeah, and he lays in water. Why because... does he need sensory deprivation? Huh? He's already he's already he's down. Already one. down he's already one. on for it. No, his he other ones are super sensory privation. No, <laughs> his other ones are enhanced. That's why he has to lay in water because it like stops everything. So it stops like um because he can hear like everything. But if he lays in water, Dusty, he not all yoga instructors are girls. Oh, I am a yoga instructor. <laughs> hey, he got me. He fucking Jones. pinged me. <laughs> um, yeah, so floating must be good for fighting. Because Daredevil's there you like go. a boss fighter. Mm. Yeah. You lay in some, lay in some water yeah. and you're a sick fighter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, but no, sensory. Um, oh, the movie with Ben Affleck. Right. Wasn't yeah. that terrible? I, well, as a kid, I, didn't I didn't mind it. I didn't mind, I didn't mind it. We didn't kid. know any better at that point. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, but no one really talks about it, so it must have been pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. We're but talking the, about it well, yeah, right now. Mm. You go, Ben Affleck. But um, sensory. I'm forgetting so many fucking words today. It's annoying me. Sensory overhaul, like oh, um, overload. Yeah, overload is a real thing, though. It's um like autism. People with um social disorders are big on it, and people with like anxiety and stuff as well. You're saying Ben Affleck's autistic? He's. A, <laughs> I, I guarantee. Can, I don't know if you can say that live on the air. Right, I can He's almost guarantee. Us. I can almost guarantee Ben Affleck. I think he did great in Batman, man. He did a great job, Ben. He did. <laughs> he did good in was it the tax was it what's that oh the accountant account oh, when he, tax. he actually had played, autism he literally played a deal with autism right it was the most immersive I've I haven't seen him <laughs> it's pretty good oh, it's a banger yeah. yeah shoots guys in the head yeah, yeah nice. and he just plays himself it's like Tom Hanks <laughs> in every other movie <laughs> except Forrest Gump <laughs> All right, I think we're on the home stretch. Hopefully, we covered a, enough about recovery. I feel like we could talk about recovery forever. Um, but there's some very basic principles. You know, when it comes to recovery, prioritize what's important sleep, water, um, and food. And then add things. You know, if all of your recovery time is taken up with sleeping, drinking enough water, and trying to eat right, you're probably going to do fine. You know, you don't need to spend time on the foam roller. Um, if you have a little bit of extra time in your day, and I recommend the foam roller or the Theragun or trigger point manipulation for part of the warm-up, um, but if you do have a little bit of time in your day, try going for a walk or try, um, you know, just doing what we talked about with the body weight squat thing. You know, you start with that 30% depth and then you gradually over time work your way to a full depth squat 
or you know you might do it with a push-up or whatever it might be rower jog it could be anything but you just or yoga fuck it you might be um (laughs) all you're trying to do is take those joints through the full range of motion where previously they couldn't you know if we're talking about recovery from a session taking your joints through a full range of motion might take all of about 20 minutes right on the day after if you're trying to recover from an injury or i was talking to someone last night about recovering from surgery or something taking your joints through a full range of motion might take six fucking weeks but the sooner you start the sooner you start walking and then the sooner you start uh, for in this case a leg injury the sooner you start walking and then the sooner you start trying to do a body weight squat whether you can only get down to a high chair or whatever just work down to that and then make the chair a little bit lower and lower just sore off the legs whatever <laughs> whatever it takes <laughs> um and then try to do it single leg so that we're bringing up the strength on both sides but that might take six weeks the recovery process is the same is the exact same prioritize um food sleep water and then movement uh by like i said Thanks. Um, dynamic, active recovery for the win. Yeah. Cool. Thanks uh, for joining me, Biohacker, again. We really quickly, Dusty said, what green powder do you use? I just use one called Vitality. Is I that what it's called? It's yeah. got some blonde chick on there that obviously got paid. Does it, it, like, can you just go into your... Go to when it's like a nutrition, like those... Yeah. Go to know, the vegan foods. places, like yeah. a health store or something, because they tend to, like... You know, they stock the ones to keep the vegans alive. They, they can to. keep a They'll vegan alive. They, they can keep you alive. Yeah. Um, um, and basically, just have a look at the back. If it's just got a shitload of fucking vitamins, if it's got, you know, a certain, you know, two ser- or one serving of this thing a day is equivalent to fucking 10 servings of vegetables or whatever, you're on. Just um, um, be careful if you're already taking something. Like yeah. I used to take vitamin C tablets yeah. by themselves. And once I started taking this powder, I stopped because I would just yeah. be taking way too much vitamin C. There is C. such a thing as too many vitamins. Mm. It's extremely bad for your fucking liver. Mm. Um, things that you can take too much of, vitamin C. Um, basically all of them, but vitamin C is a very common one that people overdose on. Um, and you're not going to fucking die from like a thousand and one milligrams of vitamin C a day, but it's just not good for you. Um, and then magnesium as well. I think 350 milligrams a day, not good. So you want to ideally look, obviously read the back, it's, the information's on there. Um, if it says that, and I think the one we take has like 300 milligrams of vitamin C. Well, yeah, it's like you just... could take 500 could... more if you wanted to. You don't have to. Um, or you can just have a glass of orange juice, but don't overdo it. You know, there is such thing as too much. Um, Dusty, Dusty said, "I live in Mudra. I don't think we have vegans." Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> extinction or something. <laughs> <are there? laughs> yeah, if you're vegan in Mudra, I think they do. I think they symptoms. walk around on all fours. They're black and white. They're in the they're in the fields. <laughs> um, I'm pretty they sure I got. Them. I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure I got mine from Chemist Warehouse. Oh, yeah. So. They sell them at Coles. Yeah. Literally the same one I take, they sell at Coles. You do need to weigh up whether you can afford a certain amount of vegetables a day or this because they tend to be a bit more expensive. Yeah, like I think our one was 80-something bucks. For 600 grams or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, you just weigh up, is this enough for me to justify paying this or should I just – because vegetables are pretty fucking cheap. Should I just get vegetables and spend the extra – 10 minutes cooking them. Yeah. Convenience is the main reason I yeah, use Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And I'm eating so many fucking calories of rice, olive oil, soy sauce, and steak a mm. day that I would rather not add more food to that fucking Elon Musk's had some banger tweets lately. 
was it just like we sign trying to trick people into thinking that he's not just a like <laughs> set money he just said that aliens built the pyramids obviously he's a, he's a crab person <laughs> he's a crab uh, man dan you got one minute oh no one minute flat let's Easy. go hot wheels lips. lips yeah so thank you for everyone that's joining in today uh we, any contributions or just watching in the background or if you watch it later we appreciate it all so thanks very much We'll be back on Monday at 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so everyone have a good weekend. Um, if you want to check out our podcast, we are on Apple and Spotify, Apple Music and Spotify. It's called The Hard Way, Airball TD Podcast. We're also on YouTube. Our channel is just Airball Training and Development. We've got all over fives. Um, we got episodes where we cover articles Marshall and I have written. We've also got an episode about what Anvil is and who we are. So check those out. Awesome. If not, we'll be back Monday, 5 p.m. Have a good weekend. Yeah, see you later. It's weekend time.